I, I feel like we should start off these clips with like Mario saying "Let's go" or something. But it would have to be the uh, the Bob Hoskins. What's his name? Bob Hoskins? <laughs> Hopkins? Hoskins? Oh man, I uh, uh, version. Damn, I really should have looked that up. <laughs> right. I, I know. I know. We're good Hooper at preparing. Dennis Hooper. <laughs> oh, wait, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have prepared how to even pronounce people's names. Well, no. Um, uh, uh, the TV show. What was uh, who was Mario in the TV show? It was uh, Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swinging yeah. arms from side to side. Yeah. That's the one we should use. <laughs> You know what? I think that was probably my favorite live action representation of any video game stuff. It absolutely was. I mean, it, it was terrible, but it had heart and character, which is more than we can say for the uh, uh, 1993 movie we are referencing. I, you know, I, I, I can't even decide how to stay on topic anymore because I want to talk about the uh, the the. 93 film so the, the reason we're, we want to talk about the 93 film is not because of how amazing it is but just because on uh june 1st i believe uh the uh morton jankel cut the vhs extended rough cut 1.0 movie was released to the internet but but i i, I would so rather talk about the super mario brothers super show <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah, it, it was, <laughs> it was like so terrible, and but so like I, I like that they, <laughs> I don't know, they they plugged it into um, like the pop culture of the time, I think partially to, I guess I don't know, try and just go for mass appeal or whatever, just appeal to the kiddies in the same way that it was working for like WWF and stuff. Um, I, well, I mean, I wish I knew what was going on in their head when they did that, because I, I think I read that basically the, the two directors, they did what Max Headroom was the film that they'd had experience with, which was like some mm-hmm. uh, odd visionary thing that people kind of just like thought, OK, let's go with it. Mm-hmm. These people know what they're doing. But clearly they didn't know what they were doing. But it like when you look at um, interviews with people at the time, they they the actors were all just like so angry that they had signed on for this thing based off of like the reputation of the other actors who had signed on. And it seemed like the directors were like filming like the dance scenes with strippers and stuff. And they were like, not even really trying to rein them in. (laughs) So it's like, you know, like Leguizamo and stuff was just like, come on, this is supposed to be a killed kids film. What's going on? And, and it totally wasn't a kids film. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about the film now and not the uh, uh, the TV show. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the okay. The film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have uh, I have an admission to make about that particular film. The first is that I did not watch the latest cut. Um, oh, I, I forced I, myself to. I know that you. Uh, uh, yeah spent some hours of your life doing so. Um, <laughs> and the next is, I don't know that I've even seen the original movie since probably it came out. So, so that's where I've got you trounced, man. I've, so I don't, I, so there was a time in my life where I lived in San Francisco and I wasn't allowed to have a job because I'm not American and you can't like job hunt when you're living in America and you're not American and stuff. So 
I think that's mostly changed, but yes, I know that was a thing but, for a long time. But but for whatever reason, I decided at that point in my life to rewatch it. So <laughs> that must have been a you you hit rock bottom. Man. <laughs> I really did. That that was that was months before I finally had enough and went back to Canada. Um, uh, so for whatever reason, I rewatched it at that point, and and so I could confirm that on its own. Uh, as an adult, the film did not uh, <laughs> succeed in entertaining me. Um, but you then, stuck through it and watched the whole thing to the end. Yeah, I, w- I watched through the to the whole end. So uh, in '93, I didn't know who Joe Satriani was, uh, which I don't know if you know who Joe Satriani is, but a he's, musician. A, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a, an amazing guitarist. And so at the time that the movie was fresh, I didn't. I didn't know who he was. So I I think basically the only thing I got out of it when I was a kid was that I liked the Bobombs. <laughs> right. And then as an adult, at least I got out of it the uh, uh, Faster Than the Speed of Light song that uh, Joe Satriani had in the soundtrack. Um, and then, so to be completely fair, I did rewatch it again, this new extended cut uh, last week or the week before. Um I Did had to you... watch it over three days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I... <laughs> not because of kid interruptions or anything. No, not because of kid interruptions. Just because my attention span was not sticking. Uh, it, it, I will say that it's a better version of the film. They 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 added twenty extra minutes of random footage, and it's not like you know one solid twenty minute film uh, sequence that was added in. It was just like a, a few seconds here and there to almost every third shot or something. Hmm. Um, and, and it, it made the film better. There's so many little things that just, it, it, you could understand the flow of it a lot better. What, what's really amusing here. So, I mean, I assume you saw it also when it came out or like around then as a I young, I think kid. I saw it in theaters as a kid. Well, that mean you've seen it three times. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, that puts you in a very select group of the, the population <laughs> of the planet. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> So does this also mean you like could recognize what the new footage was? Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's super easy to <laughs> to recognize the new footage because it was all edited in from like VHS that had been gotcha. like, lost. Yeah. So it's like the quality of the footage is is very obvious and like a lot of it will have like time codes on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's it's incredibly obvious what's been added in and I I do feel confident in saying that if that extra footage had been included in the first place, the film would have been better received. Interesting. Uh, I have very little firepower to back up any sort of opinion here, <laughs> except yeah. that, I mean, I feel like part of the reason it was hated, I feel like people went in hating it. I mean, it's hard yeah. to really remember as a kid, but like, it just wasn't, I don't know, like it could have had like a marvelous story. And I think people would have just been kind of like, uh, like, okay, these two characters are sort of Mario and Luigi and it's sort of roughly what I, what I think of when I think of Mario brothers, but not really. It just felt like, sorry, if, if we're going to be referencing this film, we have to call it the Mario brothers. Is that what they go with? <laughs> yeah. It's Mario, Mario and Luigi Mario are the name of the characters. That's, that's the canon. You know, it's, we, I, <laughs> I didn't remember that, but I've always thought that was a Canada America thing. Yeah. Do you, have you had that experience at all? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's YouTube videos where like people will be like, "How do you pronounce Mario?" And it's like, 
I, the, it, there's everything from Mario to Mario. So, uh, sorry, that, that's a very subtle uh, pronunciation difference for for anyone who's not English that's as a first the, language. Yeah, uh, uh, but Mario and then Mario are the are the two like standard ways that everyone pronounces it. Well, what did you say growing up? I th- I think I said Mario. I said Mario up. too. And and my, I said, and it, I said Mar- Mario a long time, and I feel like that's like a common like when you're in in the U.S., people are like, oh, "Get out of here!" That weird Canadianism. Um, but then the Hollywood movie went with Mario. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they they did. And you know, my parents still go with Mario, so it was it was fun because I recently visited my parents, and my kid was correcting them every single time they would yeah. say Mario. <laughs> well, it's also I think it's a like there's particularly in Quebec, I think there's like Mario is kind of a, a name that is not entirely uncommon, and that's how they say it, right? Mario. So you have like politicians named like Mario whatever tremblay and, and whatever whatnot mm. um so maybe it comes from that i don't know yeah i don't know i know when i, I came i know when i came to the u.s the other one that i got caught on a lot was uh uh like the car mazda but in canada yeah. growing up i always called it mazda yeah and people were always like oh well, mazda and like making fun of me for it i've i don't know mazda's definitely i mean it's fine i just can stick to that if that's what well there's, there's so many things that are like japanese uh, and people origin. say ah, right? Yeah. Hashimoto and such. It's 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 really bad when you start learning a, a language and and you start learning pronunciations and then you feel as though you have to start pronouncing stuff that way instead of the way all of the locals where you live pronounce it. Because <laughs> then you you just become as this obnoxious person who's like, I don't know. I I I went through that with a. I, I'm not a Japanese master, but I remember someone who was pronouncing a, what is it, sake. Yeah, Sakimoto and and so forth. Right? No, I just mean the drink, the alcohol. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 first time I corrected someone with that, I felt like such an uh, an idiot for like being pedantic with the pronunciation, and I just try not to correct English speakers anymore. I don't even know that it's a. Th- it feels like I mean, once something gets absorbed into the language with its kind of own localized version of the original pronunciation, it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. it's it's correct in that sense yeah like i i feel the same way like people in english will will all say uh, croissant yeah yeah i i don't know i say croissant or croissant croissant i don't know uh, i'm dehydrated i don't know that i can do a, a french sound properly but it's croissant <laughs> i i couldn't do it anyway but yeah well, i mean if you think about it um it's like languages have kind of like a flow to them right and if you want to go with a very similar pronunciation to the original language that the word came from it's almost like you have to pause the flow of the language you're you're speaking in to like switch your mouth into the other languages like kind of like flow or mode yeah, a little yeah. bit. like even like croissant if you're like talking talking like hey i had a croissant the other day like you almost have to pause <laughs> and like like make that that switch just to get it remotely correct not that i'm yeah. getting it remotely correct it's like it's like when you're watching a dubbed movie and then the, the character in the film speaks a foreign <laughs> language for a few sentences so it switches to a different actor and the whole sound quality is different for a second or when they uh uh you're watching the tv version of a movie and they dub out all the swear words yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh man what, what was that in uh repo man i remember watching that they like dubbed it out so it was like flip you man <laughs> no uh, back to the future is the best because the swearing is like damn and asshole and stuff like that and they, they switch it with this like this actor that sounds nothing like michael j fox i don't know that's always funny it's always a good time <laughs>
we're, we're pretty good at staying on topic. Uh, so Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Did you know? And you, I'm sure you've done more research than me. Um, it's I actually I don't know if they ever put an age on Mario in the actual canon, but I mean clearly he's not like like I wouldn't have put him at forty or something. I would have probably put him at. Actually, I don't even know. Twenty-five. What would you What would you say Mario's age is? Uh, he's supposedly forty. In the video game, I I just looked it up. How old is Mario? And it says Mario series slash age forty years old. So I'm as I'm assuming that he. Oh wait, Shigeru Miyamoto says uh, twenty-four to twenty-five. <laughs> yes, I said in March. That. In March of last year, that's what he says. There you go. I mean, I don't know. It's like a typical age to make all your heroes and like. Not that there's like much of a, a romantic element, but there's still always that. Ah, whoops! There's always there's always that like kind of like whatever peaches his his lovey dovey thing going on, and so like it's just rare that they have forty year old characters on like uh, kind of a, a a a light romantic thing in the story, right? Anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, in the movie, Bob. Hoskins, I hope I'm getting his name right. Um, I believe was 40, whereas our Luigi um, character John Leguizamo, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm butchering the names not on purpose, but um, was I think 20 or 21 or 23 or something? Yeah, awesome he, fact. He, he was a youngin. Yeah, I think it was. Wasn't it like his breakout movie or something? Uh, this this demands me looking it up. Uh, John Leguizamo, I think it's pronounced. Leguizamo, yes. I, I think he was actually in some other movies that I've seen. So it's always fun kind of seeing him pop into a, a movie and be like, oh, it's Luigi. <laughs> he, he apparently for a long time would get pretty uh, pretty angry at people for calling him Luigi. That's pretty funny. He, he kind of wanted to forget. No, so that wasn't his breakout role. He was, he was uh, already eight years into his film career by that point. So, so how old was he? Uh, that's going to be much harder for me to Google in on a moment's notice. I can look it up. Oh, uh, the movie was 93. All oh, right. So 93. And what year did that come out? Oh, wait. Sorry. How old is he now? He's old. Uh, he's 56 right now. Uh, so he would have been 29, probably 28, 29. Wait. No, so he was 64 when that came out, so he would have been 19. Now he was born in, in 1964, and the movie was 90. Oh, sorry, 83, yeah, so so he was 29. Yeah. Well, how old was Bob Hoskins then? Who has since died, which is uh, too bad. He was born in 42. So he 42. was born in 42, yeah. So. Making him 50, yeah, okay, okay. So 30, 50. There's still that 20-year yeah, yeah, yeah. gap. Well, so in the canon, Mario definitely wasn't 50 anyway. No. Well, what's interesting? So up until fairly recently, there was no official age for Mario. Whenever asked, uh, Miyamoto basically didn't answer. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there's an interview from uh, 1996 where he says, uh, Mario's this weird old dude. So... <laughs> He says Mario's this weird old dude who can jump three times his height. So who's counting? Like when it's talking about like physics and stuff. So, at, at in at least ninety six, Miyamoto thought that Mario was old. Um, 
but it wasn't uh, until uh, 2005 where he placed a date of uh, an age of 24 to 25. It's funny that that's what he's calling old. <laughs> <laughs> when they had a 50-year-old actor playing him in the movie. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think uh, Nintendo was uh, happy with the results of this film. Uh, mirroring the rest of the world. I mean, having seen it again, what did you think? Like, yeah, sure, it, it was bad or whatever, but like just, I don't know, culturally, like a, a take on, on the fact that this was what was released as Super Mario Brothers, the movie, so, so, at so, the height of their popularity. So culturally, it's kind of interesting. Um, like I, I saw Leguizamo, he did like an, an interview for like the 25th anniversary of the film or something, and he was basically just like, wow, who would have thought that 25 years later we'd be here talking about this film <laughs> uh, i mean no one cared about it to my recollection and can, no one cares now so yeah, the, yeah. i it basically I, I don't know if anyone even listened to that interview but except for you but 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 his his point was valid like he went on to say something like you know we didn't know what we were doing like this was the first video game film and and you know if you if you look at it today there's there's a, a lot of um successful films that are coming from like uh, the comic world and stuff people are mm -hmm. learning how to mm -hmm. adapt stuff and and there's actually a new super mario bros animated film that's in production right now by <laughs> the company that did uh, um, despicable me and the minion stuff mm -hmm. um I don't know. It, it seems like there's a, a market for some of that stuff. I, I got I felt pretty burned with that, and I I've given a few other things a shot, and I've never enjoyed uh, video game films. Um, but, yeah, I but, mean, <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm ready to start my tangent anytime. <laughs> but, well, so so I I was looking at the Wikipedia list of films. Um, so this was the first video game film, as far as I can tell. Uh, maybe there was some like indie thing that I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it was the first like big mainstream cash in on yeah. a popular franchise that had you know news waves going and and had real expectations. Yeah, it uh, it I don't know what its budget was, but it it made thirty almost thirty nine million dollars in profit. Uh, it could have still lost money. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. I said the word profit, but that may not have actually been profit. But um, then, then uh, the, someone, Grammar Cry, Gramercy film pictures, uh, decided to follow up the the world of video game films with the the legendary Double Dragon. Oh next yeah. Year. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mean, so so that one made four million dollars in the box office. All right, that is hot. Well, okay, so I'm looking at Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, and apparently the budget was between 42 and 48 million, which means oh, they wow. did lose. So, so the, yeah, they lost money. Yeah. Nintendo was basically like, yeah, we're uh, this is this isn't good, guys. Don't do this again. Yeah, Alan Silvestri did the music. Wow. There, there were some big names like Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hooper yeah. were like fairly big names at the time. I mean, they were definitely known actors. It, it was so it was published by uh, Disney by Buena Vista Pictures. So it's like they had kind of had free reign to do whatever they wanted, and then d when Disney caught on what was happening, they were just like, "What the hell?" And <laughs> they they started trying to edit it at the last minute into something palatable, and so 
I, I wish I knew exactly what uh, the directors were intending. Uh, but yeah, I, w- I will say if you haven't seen it before, you may as well watch the, the version that's on the Internet Archive that's got the extended footage. Um, and, <laughs> you're, and, you're recommending the longer one? Wow. Yeah. Uh, counterintuitively. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I would have guessed that the movie's not good enough to warrant it like it's below threshold for recommending the longest cut that's out there like i said i i think it's actually the better version i but but i i'm using the word better literally i'm not i'm not saying that it is a good film <laughs> i'm just saying it's better than it was fair 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 uh <laughs> you, you, you definitely got to go into that with the same mentality that you go into like with any of the uh i don't know um uh, damn, what's his name? Uh, Sam Raimi films. Fair, fair again, fair again. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably part of the problem is that when people were going into Super Mario Bros, they were expecting it to be good, and, and they were. <laughs> I don't just... remember expecting anything. I mean, I was always kind of a stickler for like, like this idea that like if you make a movie out of something of course it's gonna like go and change everything and then when they yeah. do that it's like oh, what's it's basically a new property so if you like it, the old one what you know that's no indication at all that you're gonna like the new one yeah, yeah. um and it's interesting when that wasn't as much the case i mean i look at like the ninja turtles movie mm. and i mean i think some people like it some people hate it to me i think they did a great job and it for what it is right and i think that like part of it is that you feel like you're watching ninja turtles in real life like it's really ninja turtles they act like the ninja turtles they uh they have splinter and shredder and everything and they're actually fighting the foot clan they're not robots in the movie but you know they changed a few things and whatever it just feels like a good time it feels like ninja turtles i remember with mario brothers it's like this is mario brothers right like <laughs> where there's no koopa breathing fire that like there's no princess toadstool they went with daisy i think or paulina who did they go with daisy right? uh, daisy yeah, and she's there's like this cheese love story, and it's with Luigi, which yeah. at the time was like weird, but I mean, with with the actor ages and stuff, it's probably there's probably reasons they went they did that. Um, I don't know, it just didn't. It felt like like its own thing, very far removed from the source material. Yeah, yeah. Which in itself is not necessarily bad, I guess. But as a kid going to a Mario Brothers movie. I mean, who cares? Who cares what these people and the things they're doing is is kind of what I think killed it for me and probably a lot of other people. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't great. Um, yeah. So uh, with the Ninja Turtles one, I actually love that film, the the first one. Uh, Eat I, to this day. To this day, I, I that was another one that I rewatched in San Francisco, and and I feel like that actually really holds up the first one. Like I think it, the first movie. Yeah, I, I have for the most part nothing but good things to say. Yeah. It uh, they they had a level of fidelity in the costume at that point where it was still very believable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like in the second one they tried to add like freckles and uh, like more detail to the costumes, and it actually like sent it into the uncanny valley where it felt wrong. I definitely feel that way about the third one, which was awful. I have to watch the second one again to know how I feel. Uh, it's been so long. I will say, as a kid. That was like my favorite movie, Super the Secret of the Ooze. I was like I, my I ne- favorite favorite movie. Ever. I never enjoyed the second one. Um, I, th- I I hated uh, what is it, Toka and Razor? Is that, yeah, 
Like I, eyes. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't enjoy the second film at all. Like it starts off way more like comedy, yeah, mode, yeah, than than the other one did, and I, I felt like the tone of that first one where it's like, man, when when Raphael loses his sigh and he's like damn it's like you, you felt that man he's that's he's, swearing yeah that emotion that raw emotion um i i know the first one was critically uh more well received or i guess less hated probably um uh and i really enjoyed the first one so i'm gonna probably i'm not gonna fight my opinion it's also been too long not yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather fight for my opinion um the second one i think for how old i was at the time and that mindset it's just like it's just really a fun movie, I guess. Like that, you just have these turtles running around and fighting a lot more, and there's like a lot more. Like it's more like the cartoon with all the ridiculous technology and like cheesy like characters that suddenly show up out of nowhere. And I think it does appeal to just a kid that just wants to see the Ninja Turtles on the big screen, just fighting and doing this, doing that. Certainly, um, uh, just like to sit down and try and enjoy the movie. I think the first one had a lot more things going for it, especially for like an adult. Um, mm-hmm. I have seen the first one a lot. Uh, just through the years um and it's definitely got i think they did a really good job of appealing to the kids but then not just like not just doing what they did in the second one and making basically like it something that's as close to the series as they could uh like it kind of had its own thing it had the darkness you're talking about it had like there's like this whole thing with um like the the crime syndicate and all the mm. like, kids joining it and stuff like it, it had that dark element that was missing from the show and it, they did a good enough job with it. Yeah. Um, and so I recognize the appeal there that was lacking in the second one. I'd have to, man, it's been like, I probably haven't seen the second one since the early nineties. Mm. Um, yeah. I watched them both like within the past six years. Um, mm. I, 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 I've seen uh, them both on Netflix recently, like not, watch the films but saw that they're they're on netflix Mm -hmm. um and i totally want to watch those ones again um i have not seen the new ones the the brian uh wait michael bay ones (laughs) um tmnt yeah yeah i saw previews and stuff man i i feel like i've been in a, a a cave the last like however many years i'm like very plugged into what was going on in like the 90s and the 2000s but now it's like they just there's been this wave of uh of um kind of revisiting these old franchises and so forth in the past mm. probably 10 years that I've just totally slept through. So I haven't really seen anything either. I might have watched part of TMNT on a plane, but it was probably not of the mindset that I really cared what was going on. So Well, so sorry. No. So TMNT was a fully animated film. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. But there's there's two live action ones that Michael Bay has directed since then. Uh, there was? Yeah. And I don't they, even know that I knew they existed. I, I completely avoided them because I, I absolutely, I I feel like a, a sense of repulsion when I look at the design <laughs> that they went with for the turtles. Like they gave them noses and. Right. That one. Yeah. 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 It it just I'm I'm looking at a picture of them right now and it, I just absolutely like I feel queasy looking at it. Like well, who I, would ever like that? Yeah, it looks awful. I I thought that was a universal opinion, but I have friends who who like when I complained about it, they're like, "Come on, man, this looks great. This is a, they couldn't go with the old way because it, it would look so wrong and cheesy." And I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I think it's a 
like I'm looking at it now. I, it just looks very unlikable. Like you're probably right in that. Those people are probably right in many ways, but I don't know. I think of all things, Ninja Turtles is is probably uh, one of the properties we could forgive for staying a little bit more on the cartoony side. Yeah. Um. But it, but that's not a video game related film. Um. So the 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 I haven't watched the latest one that came out that is getting good reviews. Mortal Kombat. Uh. uh I again I'm, am aware of it. I, I remember seeing the original in theaters and and like I didn't, it, I didn't care. It. I didn't care for that either. I, <laughs> I, I there was like from ninety three, ninety four, and ninety five. I was kind of giving video game films a shot. I watched Super Mario Bros., Double Dragon, and Mortal Kombat, and then I didn't watch another one until two thousand one. You skipped Street Fighter. I skipped Street Fighter. Well, so I watched Street Fighter two, the animated one. Right. I've seen that one. That one wasn't terrible. That was enjoyable. Well, so that one stuck to the source material very closely, though. Yeah. I mean, I think it felt like it did. Maybe they messed up the canon or something like some some diehard fans could correct me on that. But like it felt like I was just watching the game as a movie. Um, yeah. Right down to the fact that, you know, the, the game <laughs> is effectively animated. And so um, like it just looked like the characters that were in the manual from the game popping into the big screen or whatever. The Hollywood movie was, of course, not good, and no one liked it. <laughs> Same story on repeat. Um, I also watched the original Resident Evil way back in the day. I've also watched that animation, and I've watched the uh, Street Fighter movie with, with Van Damme. Um, I don't know that I ever <laughs> – I mean, I don't know that I gave them a chance. Like, I think I went in knowing each time that they were going to be terrible, which is not a great thing. You want to go in with an open yeah. mind, but, like, come on. Um and plus a lot of it was like, you know, my friends wanted to go or something. Um, yeah. I guess just as a kid, even, I wasn't even that interested because I knew what I was going to get and I knew that that was not what would appeal to me. Yeah. It's very different than when you sit down to watch Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. And it's like right away, you know what you're going to get and you know that it is those characters doing exactly yeah. things those characters would do. And that feels great. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so 1995 Mortal Kombat is the last time I watched a live action video game film. To this date? To this date. I've not watched anything that's live action since then. That's a it, video game film. I could almost say the same thing. It's funny that um, just because my, obviously, we have little kids. And so um, yeah. uh, I have since watched the Detective Pikachu movie. I haven't and seen that yet. I've also watched. Uh, I, did your kids enjoy that? Um, I think they thought it was okay. I think that it was like. They watched the whole thing and they were like, okay, cool. But then they never talked about it again versus huh. other movies that they've gotten really into and want to rewatch and want to rewatch. Um, I certainly didn't like it very much. Um, less so because like the story sucked or anything like that, but more like just the the art direction, I guess, like the character choices. Like, I don't know. It's very difficult to take a cartoon, especially like a Japanese cartoon mm. where everything is so cute and everyone has all the big eyes and stuff and drop it into live action effectively mm. um, to me uh, or it seems like no one's very good at doing this based on like every single I, thing, I, time I've I, seen it done. I feel like the sole reason people were willing to give it a shot was because it had Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> There's probably that too. There's probably that too. Um, yeah. I also saw the Angry Birds movie, which was not live action. Yeah, um, I didn't. Yeah. I you're not missing a ton. It was kind of like every other kids' movie that's kind of just blase. Um, 
but I mean, it was actually, I guess, good. Like, I mean, it was fine. Like of all the properties you could drag into a movie, Angry Birds is pretty easy. I think it's not like they already have characters in there too much. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think detective Pikachu or whatever the real name was, it had the same kind of backdrop, if you will, that, that all these movies have, which is like, you have this series made by some group of people that's based on some canon that's pretty consistent and it just feels weird to me to even bother to make the jump into a live action hollywood movie like why is it Mm. necessary to do that right like it just feels really weird to me (laughs) but you think of like business and money and so like people know (laughs) that if they do that they're going to make a profit so let's do it and so the creators of this property hand it over to this other team that kind of has free reign to just from scratch make this new story or whatever around that property and have it be kind of close and you just get this thing that's just like i don't know it's just it's just a weird mishmash to me to have it done this way what's what's interesting for me is like most of the films that have come out like to be fair part of the reason i didn't watch them is because i didn't play the games either okay Um, yeah like i never played like i'm just going to go through the list here and, and say a bunch of titles like wing commander tomb mm-hmm. raider resident evil house of the dead alone in the dark doom blood rain silent hill postal hitman far cry max Payne, tekken like i just never played any of these either so i can mm-hmm. understand that like if you were into silent hill maybe you would be curious about how the film's gonna be um but but for me it's it was just like i felt burned on those earlier game films and so i as a standalone film, I had no interest. And as like a fan of the franchise, I, I wasn't. So yep. there was no draw there either. Um, yeah. Uh, the, you, were, the one, you, were, you reminded me, I've seen Resident Evil, actually. The, the one did. that... <laughs> Go ahead. The, the one that did pull me in that I was a fan of was in 2001, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Right, yep. Uh, and? That was... That happened when I was, that came out just before I went to college. And then when I was in college uh, and I had to like try to be interested in film because that's what I thought I was interested in. <laughs> that was one that I would like go to and, and study stuff. And that movie. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hated it in theaters and I think I hated it largely because it wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't expecting this like f- futuristic dystopian thing with ghosts because that's, <laughs> That's not really final. That's not really Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think looking back on it, if it had been like marketed as something else than Final Fantasy, it it did a lot of interesting things. Like the story wasn't incredibly terrible, uh, and technology wise, it was it was pretty amazing for its time. Um, I don't think it quite deserved the low score that it did, but. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a, a a film that I'm passionate about either. Right on. So there's some redeeming factors, a little different than say Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um. So then the next one I watched was Ratchet and Clank, which was purely because I was friends with people that worked on it, and so they invited me to the the screening of it. I didn't even know they made a movie. It, it was animated really well. Hmm. Uh, I lead with that. I knew nothing about Ratchet and Clank 
going in and I don't feel like I knew anything about Ratchet and Clank coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, 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 so I've, I've seen both Final Fantasy seven Advent children and King's Glaive Final Fantasy. And, and I felt like those worked for, from like being a fan of Final Fantasy mm-hmm. perspective. Um, I don't think either of them were good films on their own. Right on. Uh, the the one that I have seen, this is the last one that I've seen, uh, is the Dragon Quest Your Story. I again, let me look that up. Dragon Quest. They made so a movie. yeah, they made an animated film of Dragon Quest Five, I believe it was. Uh, the one where, uh, it it covers like the the child growing up and then becoming a parent himself. I do remember this movie. Yeah, this is quite recent. Uh, that was good. Um, I I will say I I played the game and it was. It would have been enjoyable for me if I had been a kid when I played it. Um, I, I got far enough in it that I I like put something. I put it down to do something important in life, and then I just didn't feel like picking it back up. The fifth game. Yeah. I would say you made the right choice. The second half drags and drags and drags, but anyway. yeah. Like I, I, I think I got just shortly past the point where you choose your wife right and, and then I just never really felt like continuing, but I feel like, you know, you condense that, I don't know, 40 to 50 hour game down into a two hour film and it actually worked pretty good. I, again, I feel like there's different ways to approach making a, a movie for a property, some sort of adaption, be it like based off a video game or based off a comic or based off whatever. And there's there's the people that kind of go with like this really close adaption, for example, the Dragon Quest game or even Ninja Turtles, I think fits that bill. And people who just say, eh, whatever, and just go and do <laughs> kind of whatever they want, which is more like Super Mario Brothers or Resident Evil. Um, and it's a lot easier to get the former right, right? Because you already have those fans who want to mm. see that thing. And so like I'm looking at this movie and it just looks like the game to me. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's like probably it, a lot easier to, yeah, like make an appealing product that is is. I mean, it, it carries the name, so why not make it reflect the property that whose name it carries? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was kind of like, um, I guess, kind of similar to the Street Fighter animated film, where it's like the art style is similar mm-hmm. to its source material, and it, it it felt good. Like my my wife watched that with me, and uh, she, she's not particularly in to games, but she is into film and, and she enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so, so that's it. One, two. So Super Mario Rose, Double Dragon, Mortal Kombat, Spirits Within, Ratchet Clank, King's Glaive, Street Fighter 2, uh, Dragon Quest, and Advent Children. Those are the only video game films I've seen. Uh, I, I have a smaller list than you. I only have, uh, what, um, I put, uh, uh, there's a Pokemon movie I watched, or there's probably a few with the kids. They really like Pokemon. Surprise! But there's my, like a few. My, my kid loves it, but he wouldn't watch the the cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the movies are basically just—I mean, it's the same animation company, it's the same voice actors. It's basically just an extension of the cartoon. So I don't—it's not even really uh, too notable um, as far as like adaptions go. I think for this topic. Um, but yeah, I've seen probably a few of those. I've seen. Uh, uh, Resident Evil, which I had nothing to do with Resident Evil at all. Street Fighter 2 cartoon, Street Fighter with Van Damme, the Mortal Kombat movie, Detective Pikachu, and uh, Angry Birds. One more I didn't write down. I've just remembered now. 
Um, do you remember the Final Fantasy V? Sorry, phone beeping. Oh, Final yeah, Fantasy yeah, V yeah. cartoon from like way back in yeah, the, I watched that the nineties or whatever. Yeah, I saw that oh, forever wait. and ever and ever ago. What was it? Final Fantasy V. I, I remember watching a Final Fantasy anime that I rented from like Blockbuster. I think. I forget the name of it. It was something to do with wind or something to do with crystals or both. Legend of the crystals. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah, it was oh, good yeah stuff. I saw that. Yeah. Thoughts? I barely remember it. I barely remember it. <laughs> I think I remember thinking, you know, sure, this is fine. But like, it, it was kind of like this mid ground between these two types of adaptions where it's like, it's, it's based off the game, but it's not those characters. So, well, I mean, it, for me, I hadn't played Final Fantasy V at that point. So, right. so there was no knowledge for me whether it was representative of the game or not. Whereas I had just played it, so I still don't remember it. I remember watching that and and just I I did not. I think I watched like Sailor Moon on TV and you know astro boy or something but like i was never into anime really mm-hmm. anime mm-hmm. <laughs> um so so i remember watching this and you know i i wasn't in with all of the the the, the crowd that loved uh, uh that world and and it just seemed like it was a nothing thing to me and i i, <laughs> I didn't i didn't watch any more uh japanese cartoons until i was in college that's a that's a uh, strong words a nothing thing to me like i had never seen a miyazaki film or like a ghibli film at all at that point so this was just like it it didn't really seem special to me um and and i certainly had like no interest in the japanese language at that point or anything so it was just like okay i'm gonna go back to reboot now reboot (laughs) (laughs) I always preferred hand-drawn animation to, uh, uh, like, reboot-style stuff. I know that wasn't the case for you. Um, I feel like when it was first getting started, it was cool as a technology, but it was still very uncanny valley. Like, watching a really well-done animated film, to me, like, hand-drawn animation was still so much better than the jerking characters of of reboot or whatever. I I really liked reboot because of the world of reboot. Like, I felt like it made sense for them to be these jerky computer characters because that's... that's that's the world it was based around. I was gonna say, yeah. If, if you sat down in the when was it the late nineties or whatever, and said, let's make let's use this technology to make a show, and since everything is jerky and kind of still really bad, what what can we do, right? We can't really have normal humans because it's just too deep in the uncanny valley. Um, both reboot and Toy Story were great ideas in that sense. And yeah, they, they they said, okay, let's not have real humans. Let's have people who it makes sense to have them be kind of jerky and and weird. And yeah, they were quite. Uh, I agree with you. I just, I don't know. <laughs> but no, I, I, I did love 2D stuff, but it was more like Disney that I was into. And like, I, I, I never really enjoyed a lot of the, uh, the old musical ones. Um, but I, I did really like Beauty and the Beast. Uh, mm-hmm. And, but like Gargoyles, the TV show was like my favorite Disney property ever. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I used to subscribe to Disney Adventures, uh, like their magazine. Yeah. I don't think it exists anymore. I'm sure it doesn't exist. But anyway, yeah, they had like a Gargoyles uh, Gargoyles comic. And I think they generally would have like a comic of whatever their big um, animated movie at the time was. Like I think there was a Pocahontas one too or something. Um, so I, I've read more of the comic than I've seen the show actually. Hmm. 
Well, we're getting uh, close to our, our end time here. What, what have you been playing? Have you have you been playing anything? Uh, I've been playing Lufia 2, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have. I had a long weekend, and I was just like, ah, whatever. I have a little bit of time. Let's. Is there anything here that I would play? And I just kind of started playing it, not with any intent to really continue it, to be honest, actually, but I just played through it and put in, like, um, I don't know, whatever, a lot of hours. And so I thought, eh, I'll probably finish it. Um, it's a lot more fun than Final Fantasy IX. I'm pretty sure I have a vague memory of having played through this game before, so I'm not sure that it's the first time through. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I played that. Uh, I rented that from GameZilla, I believe. Our local uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, store growing up. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, 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 I love that game. Um, really? It had to... <laughs> great music when you fight the, the Sinistrals. I like the music very much, yep. Um, I like the music in the first game a lot, too. I thought that both of them were, were uh, uh, really lots of memorable, t- mem- memorable tunes and stuff. I, I really love that that was like a blend between like a Zelda like game and like a Final Fantasy game where it was like you, you actually walked around the dungeons and, and solved puzzles. The second one. Yeah. Yeah. That was really neat. It was neat. I, I think they could have taken it maybe a little deeper, but it was pretty cool. It was definitely something you didn't see in other like RPGs at the time. Yeah. Certainly not so much. Um, it, it, the game's neat. Yeah. I mean, it has a few uh, uh, things going for it that do differentiate it from just your typical super nintendo rpg i think um and then like just the the game itself is like well made and somewhat interesting it still has like basically every possible um 90s rpg trope you could imagine shoved into it but um it's it's uh yeah i would i would give it a thumbs up yeah yeah definitely uh myself i just wrapped up uh, sniper elite 4 okay how was that uh, did you ever play uh, the Ground Zeroes Metal Gear game? No, I didn't. It's well, I find it kind of comparable to that. Like Ground Zeroes put you in like this uh, playground, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it was weird in that it had uh, multiple campaigns to do in this playground. So it, it, it I don't know, like story wise, it makes no sense that you're just constantly revisiting this enemy base and like mm-hmm. having to do different things. Uh, it's like alternate realities almost each time. But so Sniper Elite kind of had a similar feel to that, where in that each campaign was a different map, but these maps were just like these giant sprawling things that felt very much like a, an, an open world playground that you could just like explore around and, and hide and take people out without getting caught. And it was it was really fun. Um, cool. I, I, I didn't realize that this is like a franchise that actually does have a main character and like he progresses his story from game to game because he felt so incredibly generic. <laughs> so for you to just drop in and play this game, it felt fun, but as yeah. a series entry, if it would likely not be interesting to people maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I just never played the other ones at all. So I don't know if he does actually grow from game to game, but it is the same main character from game to game. Hmm. Maybe it's like Metroid, where it's like, you know, Samus doesn't really have any personal growth. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, or Mario game, I guess, like he, he doesn't grow from game to game. But it, it was it was fun. It's, it's, 
I think there were like nine maps ish. And, and so it feels like it's a pretty comfortable game where you could drop in. It takes like a couple hours to, to do like a sniper stealth game. And then you finish your level and you can comfortably not come back to it for a week or two and come in and do the next level and get a similar experience. But it's a nice new level. Cool. Um, I, I'd, I'd kind of recommend it. Kind of recommend. It's like <laughs> thumbs, thumbs sideways. You know, I'm not putting it on my spreadsheet of my favorite games of all time, but it was a good game. <laughs> cool. I, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, uh, I still haven't really been playing too much lately. Like, I haven't been exploring much. I kind of just started Lufia on a whim, and then that's, yeah, not too much exciting things to say for me there. So, do, do you think you're ever going to finish Final Fantasy IX, or is that just officially? Ready to go into a dumpster. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd like to have finished it so I can say that I finished it, which is really dumb, right? But yeah. um, playing it sucks. Like it's just not very fun. Um, the I I feel like that you got some sunk cost fallacy there, where it's just it's like absolutely you want to you want to finish it just because you don't want to have wasted the time, but you know full well that finishing it is going to be wasting more time. I think it's partially sunken cost fallacy and it's partially like, even if I hadn't started it yet, I would, pro- and you told me like, trust me, it's like a, a terrible game. If, if that was how you or whoever felt, I'd still want to just like, at least be able to say I've played it, which is really dumb. Maybe it's a sunken cost fallacy, uh, like towards the whole series in some yeah. sense. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I've beaten all the way up to eight. I should do nine. Um, yeah. I, I feel that with like 10 too. Cause uh, like 10 X. Yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. Hated that one. Well, well, cause there was the sequel, uh mm-hmm. to that 10 like x hyphen 2 yeah uh and and i've i played that for like five minutes because a friend had it and mm-hmm. i feel bad that i haven't played it but also i i hated 10 so why would i play it uh the odds of me ever sitting through that are exceedingly low <laughs> so I, I think we you just got farther into the series before you threw your arms up into the air is how I would uh, say it. You, I think you've played I, some of the newer I, Final Fantasies too, right? Didn't you play yeah, through yeah. 15? Yeah, I played through 15 and, uh, and I liked I, it. I, I mostly liked it. I'm glad mm-hmm. I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. It's got a hit, an interesting history to that one because they like advertised that back when I was in college and, and I knew that it was coming and I was so pumped for the teaser trailer that they had at the time. And then it went into development hell where I think it took them like 11 years before they finally finished it. Wow. Um, And there's a lot of good things in that, but I can understand why it was in development hell. Like you can, you can really see spots where they just had to eventually just give up on developing it and push through and finish it. Uh, So it's, I don't know. It's it's a game that does a lot of interesting things, but is not a good game, in my ah, opinion. I see, I see. Well, I probably wouldn't get to it for a while, so I'll keep I, I I really enjoyed twelve. <laughs> yeah, twelve. I, twelve is another one I think that had a lot of mixed opinions, though, right? Yeah, that's the one with the short, like the blonde character with the short hair. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. like painted on abs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, that was an interesting one because they really changed the game style mm-hmm. to be very similar. Like I think Final Fantasy XI was a MMO, which I never yeah. played. 
and then I played it for like 15 minutes and then i feel like they tried to take a lot of the mechanics from that and push it into 12 which was a single player game yeah um so it, it was the first one where I mean, I guess the Dragon Quest games did this way back on the Nintendo, where it's like your your other your main character and then your secondary characters were like AI controlled, and you could kind of issue them styles of commands. Wasn't and twelve was really like like it wasn't so random, was it? Like the way you didn't you kind of come upon enemies, or was it still yeah, random? yeah, all the enemies were on the map. Yeah, um, but it's like you you issued command styles or. Gan- I can't remember Strategies. if they were called gambits or whatnot yeah. to to your characters, and so then it was kind of like a programming mini game where like you could tell them <laughs> if your health drops below thirty five percent, use a potion or yeah, yeah. Like you okay. gave them a bunch of rules, and it, it it was interesting. And the 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 story was unconventional. It it was a very uh, almost slice of life type way of telling a story where none of the main characters were really the main characters it was the the nation itself that was the main character interesting see that really interests me i actually like it when they do different things with the characters and the way of telling the story um certainly if there's anything that i think final fantasy and basically every single game ever um suffers from it's that where like Mm. you're a hero and you're the hero and you're walking around everyone recognizes you as the hero yeah yeah I feel like as Final Fantasy got more serious and less cartoony, they just dragged that that kind of thing around a little too long. Yeah. Like 8 really feels that way. 9 really feels that way. Like I don't know why I'm still saving the world. <laughs> it just yeah. feels clumsy to me. And, I mean, and I may, Maybe there's still a save the world element, but I do like it when characters are just more, as you say, slice of life. It was, it was a little bit like that with 15 as well. Like you're kind of like on a road trip with your three besties. Yeah. Uh, and And it's kind of the same way where like the political story of the world is more important than the actual characters themselves. Yeah. Um, so, th- so I- I'd say those are both interesting. I really, really hated 10 and eight. Um, <laughs> I which, hated eight and which, I hate which, nine, <laughs> which both I think were heading in that direction, but still had like the main characters of the game. And yeah, and I just didn't enjoy them. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I don't know if I'll, I mean, I've played 10 for like two hours, but I'm not thrilled to like sit down and actually play it. So it might not even happen. I keep saying it go on sale on like the switch and PlayStation and steam and stuff. And I, I, I periodically debate spending more money on it, even though I know I don't want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> now that's weird of all the things I've said. <laughs> It was such a, a, a dear franchise to me growing up. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'll, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm curious to play 16 when it eventually comes out. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was an enormous fan right up till, I guess even seven, um, which is I don't even know what they would call that portion of the series anymore, like the old ones, I guess now, or the the 2D ones or the ancient ones or whatever. But um. Seven, I liked. I just wasn't insanely crazy about it, like most people, or everyone practically. And then yeah. eight, yeah, after eight, I, I don't know. I, to me, Final Fantasy was like a pre-Final Fantasy eight Final Fantasy. We we got to do post eight. <laughs> we we got to do an episode on eight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. 
but at any rate, we we got to wrap up now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, good chatting. Good chatting. Uh, Mario Brothers sucks. <laughs> Street Fighter with Van Damme sucks. Yeah. Don't watch them. Do something else with your time. Or wait, you're saying do watch it, but do just watch the the new cut of Mario Brothers. Well, don't watch Street Fighter. Street Fighter's really bad. I, I, you know, if if you've got if you've got plans for the weekend, don't cancel them. <laughs> that's that's my review of the film. If if you know you're you're bored and you got nothing going on and and you're kind of curious about this like a slice of history, <laughs> uh, you know why not read about it. <laughs> watch the YouTube review. What read read the uh, watch the watch the interviews and read the the commentary and stuff after the fact. Uh, just just go in blind and accept that it's it's going to be uh, not the best movie you've watched. <laughs> but it does have Yoshi in it, and he, yeah, he's exactly like Yoshi in the game, and yeah. expect to be thrilled. I'm 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 hoping that when they get around to making this new animated super mario film they'll have a sequence where you know mario's riding yoshi and he's trying to get to the flag and he has to jump off yoshi and sacrifice him into a pit to <laughs> that would be actually <laughs> awesome <laughs> yoshi never uh, loses the smile on his face yeah. all right good talking pat all right take care see you next time <laughs> till next time